the gospel is Christ in me, Christ in me. Church, we started a new series called Seed of Abraham in which I taught you Abrahamic covenant, the blessings to the seed of Abraham and what is the meaning of seed of Abraham and the old covenant revealed in the new covenant in the family story of Abraham, Sarah and Hagar. Today we'll be getting in more detail of the grace covenant, the difference between the law and the grace. Let me give you a recap of what we learned when we discussed about who was Abraham and what was Abrahamic covenant, we started to see it was everything on the basis of God. God had promised Abraham and his descendants based on his faithfulness, based on his goodness. That's what it says throughout the Bible in the Psalms when God says, I will be merciful to you to your thousand generations. God was talking about the covenant that he made with our fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. When God told in the book of 2 Kings chapter 13, where it says the Lord showed them grace. Lord had compassion on them. Lord respected them because of the covenant that God had made with Abraham. Amen. Today, if you be in Christ, Galatians 3.29, then you are a seed of Abraham. That's what it goes on to say in the book of Acts chapter 3 verse number 25 that you are the sons of the prophets. You are the children of Abraham. I see that Abraham is given so much importance because we studied that Abraham was the first covenant based on the human blood that God had made. It was a formal grace covenant where everything depended on God. Amen. Glory be to our God. In the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 72, it says, God showed mercy because of the covenant that he made with Abraham. Amen. What was that covenant that he made with Abraham? With whom he made this covenant? It was made to the seed, not the seeds in the book of Galatians. It is to the seed that is the offspring, that is capital S-E-E-D, that is Christ. So God made this covenant with Christ Jesus and we, the church of God, we, the new creation, are the beneficiary of that covenant. Amen. When Jesus was born as human in the form of flesh on this planet earth, he didn't take the form of any other generation or any other country. He took the form of seed of Abraham. Amen. Praise be to God because it was an everlasting covenant that God had made with 
Abraham. And we saw Jesus is the seed that is talking about the physical seed, that is the biological children of Abraham, the spiritual seed, that is you and me who belong to Christ. And we studied the blessings to the seed of Abraham, all the blessings written in Genesis chapter 12, the blessings written in Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 17, the blessings mentioned in Deuteronomy 7, Deuteronomy chapter 28, all the blessings were to the seed of Abraham. We studied in that uh, session that if you are a seed of Abraham, like how Jesus, when he came on the Sabbath day to the synagogue, he saw that woman bent over for 18 years. He just asked this one question to everyone. She being the daughter of Abraham, how come Satan has kept her under bondage for 18 years? That means if you are a seed of Abraham, you cannot be under the bondage of sin, sickness, any kind of torment, depression, any kind of sin, you cannot be under that if you are a seed of Abraham. And we saw that the blessings of Abraham shall chase you because you are the seed. The promise has been made to you. Amen. Glory be to God. We saw all the blessings that God had promised. The blessings for the righteous because you are seed of Abraham. You are righteous by faith just as your father. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 15 verse 6, it was counted righteousness to Abraham because he trusted God, because of his faith, because he believed in God. And Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 39, if you are the children of Abraham, then you must do what Abraham did. That is, we believe in God. We believe that Jesus is his son who died and rose again. And we believe righteousness is a gift and not earned through works. Amen. Because we do just as what Abraham did. We believe and we receive. We are justified by faith, not through law our works. Amen. And we went on to study about the children of Sarah and the children of Hagar. Though the Bible points out that Abraham is our father, in the book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 21 to 31, it clearly says and gives importance to the mother that we discussed in the last session, that mother is also very important. You may have the father as your Abraham, as a biological seed, but now what matters is who is your mother. If your mother is Hagar, that means you are the children of bondage because she's a bondwoman, she's servant, she earns things, she works for her things. If we are children of Sarah, that means we are children of free women, we have freedom, we don't earn it. We don't work for it. It is a gift which God has given to us. We just take it. We receive it. We are not servant who is pleading before God. We are sons who receives, who takes because everything rightfully belongs to us. Amen. Church, in the last session, something very important I taught all of you. If you are under the same roof where there is Sarah and Hagar, then you cannot hear 
clearly from God. For that I gave you reference scripture of Genesis chapter 16 last verse where it says Abraham was 86 when Hagar bore him Ishmael and the next chapter Genesis chapter 17 verse 1 immediately opens up saying Abraham was 99 when God spoke to him next. So for 13 years there was silence in Abraham's life because in Abraham's house under the same roof there was Sarah and Hagar. So when there is law and grace, when there is mixture, when you are listening to the teachings of law and grace, you cannot hear clearly from God. So you must listen to the teachings of the free woman, teachings of grace, teachings of the finished work of Jesus. Amen. Glory be to God. So it's very important to find out who's your mother on whose side you are on and you must stop listening to mixture. There in the Bible it very clearly says, the scripture says, cast out the bondwoman, get rid of the bondwoman. Why? Because Jesus said, take heed of what you hear. Take heed. That means pay attention in Hebrews chapter 4, in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20, it very clearly says, pay attention to my words. That means you pay attention to the words of God. You take heed to the words of God. You don't hear the mixture, the law and grace. You hear unadulterated the gospel of God, the good news of God. My dear friend, what is gospel? Gospel is not what God is going to do. Gospel is what God has already done. Today you might hear so many law and grace mixtures, so much of wrong teachings, so many things in so many places that is going on. People are confused. People are not aware what is right and what is wrong. Somebody prophesied Corona 2 is going to come. Someone prophesied it's the year of death. It's year of accidents. My dear friend, how can it be a word from the Lord? Because the Bible says gospel is good news. If it is good news, then how come it's speaking about death? and curse and punishment that is bad news and why people listen to bad news why people want to be under the teaching of law because bad news sells that's what we see in the news channels bad news sells but we are here to stand on the truth and hear the truth hear the unadulterated word of God and not be in mixture. Whenever you see mixture in the teaching, when you see there is no appropriate clarity, there is both law and grace, what you must do? You must stop listening to that because the Bible says, get rid of the bondwoman and her son, they shall have no inheritance they shall not have part in it so get rid of it stop listening to that because right teaching will lead to right hearing right hearing will lead to right believing right believing will lead to right living right 
living will produce right results. When you are under mixture, when you are listening to law, when you are listening to ministry of death, then there will be wrong teaching, wrong hearing, wrong believing, wrong living and wrong results. So it's very important that we are not under wrong hearing, wrong teaching. We are under right hearing. So what should I hear, Pastor? Hear the messages of forgiven generation church. Amen. Glory be to God. God has raised us up to teach the gospel in an unadulterated way. Amen. That's very important that we don't mix both of them together and we emphasize on the word of Christ. You know why uh, uh, I'm telling you this? In the book of uh, Romans, chapter 9, verse 4 and 5, Apostle Paul says, he puts across this in verse 3, that uh, I wish I am cursed to see my fellow brothers, to see my Hebrews being saved. When I read that verse, it inspired me to think that our fellow brothers, our believers, the children of God, so-called Christians, are living in bondage, living in sickness, living in poverty, living in law, living in ministry of death, living in condemnation, living in sin consciousness. It is so hurting to see the children of God, the seed of Abraham is under bondage. You know what? Because in Romans 9, 4, it says the law was theirs, the promise was theirs, the glory was theirs, but, but they are not able to take the full advantage. It is the same thing even today. The church is the new creation. The blessings are for the new creation. The mystery of the gospel is in the church, but still the church is under bondage. It, you know, the only solution for this is that they get rid of the bond woman, they get rid of the slave woman, they get rid of the mixture. Amen. So we listen to the right teaching and the right word. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. So as I finished this in the last session, I told you how we, uh, we saw the transformation of the grace covenant from Abraham to uh, Exodus, that is the Mosaic law was given, which I'll be explaining it to you in detail today. For that, you must understand why we are studying about the covenant of law, that is the old covenant, the law that was given to us. Because in Galatians chapter 4, verse number 1, it says, If you are a heir of God, you are a heir of an estate, you are a heir of any individual, but still you are an underage. If you are still a minor, then you cannot benefit the blessings. Then you are put under guardians and stewards. That is Galatians chapter 4. When you are doing your personal study, kindly read Galatians chapter 4 and Galatians chapter 3. Here it says, the one who is under the law is like a person who is a minor. If a person is a minor, then he is no more equivalent to being a slave. 
if he, though he is a heir though he is the heir of an estate though he is heir of everything but still if he is minor he cannot enjoy the benefits he will be put under guardians he will be put under someone to take care for the explanation of guardians and who are the stewards who takes care of a minor heir is given in galatians chapter 3 verse 24 and 25 where it says the law was our guardian the law was our tutor which led us to christ it did not make anything perfect but it led us to christ that means today if someone is under law that means they are still a minor and though they are the heir though they are the sons of god though the spirit of the son is living inside of them still they do not enjoy the benefits of the gospel benefits of the promise benefits of the new covenant because they are under age because they are in law they are under a tutor they are under guardian so we must not be under guardian we must not be under tutor we must realize that we are not under law now grow up from being a minor and become an adult and take up our authority know who we are in christ know what we have in christ know what christ has already accomplished for us on the cross amen that is the reason we'll be discussing today what is law why law was given what was the purpose of law when it says now no we are no longer under law we are under grace does that mean that we do not keep any law and we'll study law versus grace amen so many things to complete in one session let's see how it goes on why god gave law because from the fall of adam till abraham we till exodus we see the entire journey god was merciful to adam in his mercy he he sent them out of uh, the garden of eden so that they would not continue to live all their life in sickness and sin and all kinds of uh, problems so we saw clearly from the time of adam through abrahamic covenant till they came to the point of moses mosaic covenant 2500 years man lived in grace covenant then why did this mosaic covenant law came into picture why did god give law for that we must understand the human mindset what happened in genesis genesis has answers to so many questions in the book of genesis when we see the first murder when it happened cain killed his own brother abel and cain when and god comes and speaks to cain god asks where is your brother he says am i my brother's keeper he was so rude in his statement but god was gracious and merciful yet cain did not respond well then uh, as god continues to ask him what have you done your brother's blood is crying out to me then cain says yes lord now that i have sinned now that i have done this wrong 
people are going to kill me i am going to be a curse then god blesses him in his mercy makes a mark on cain's forehead saying if anyone avenges you cain i am going to avenge him look at the mercy of god amen for a long time bible scholars have been studying what is the mark that god put on the forehead of cain in one of my message grace upon grace i have taught probably that is the mark of hay it's something to do with number 5 it is the it is the grace of god that god put on um, forehead of cain that no one would kill so god was merciful to cain but what happened generations after generations after generations cain had children their children cain had grandchildren and their grandchildren in in genesis chapter 3 was uh, genesis 4 23 and 24 it clearly talks about the great grandson of cain who was lamech this man lamech was taking god's mercy and god's grace for granted and not having the realization of sin i will read that for you genesis chapter 4 verse 23 Then Lamech said to his wives Ada and Zillah hear my voice wives of Lamech listen to my speech for I have killed a man for wounding me even a young man for hurting me if someone who kills Cain is punished 7 times then the one who kills me will be punished 77 times here you saw the arrogance of Lamech he is quoting this what god had told he probably knew the story of cain so he remembered that cain had murdered his brother abel so he called his two wives first of all lamech has married two which god didn't want so he has already had sin in his life and now we see he is justifying what he did someone wounded him and lamech killed that person so he is coming to his wives and everybody in the family and he is saying if cain was avenged by god seven times then lamech will be avenged by god 77 times so he is justifying his murder he is taking god granted he is thinking god is overlooking sin and god is for sin and he is saying god will avenge me this pride and arrogance and he is not realizing his sin so this is what happened to man man did not realize his mistake man continued in sin and justified sin so god had to give them a standard which will differentiate between sin and right wrong and good god had to give them a standard 